Combo Nation. Wow here, man. Combo Nation, what up, what up, what up, everyone? Welcome to episode 213. You heard that right, episode 213 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Smash down on that subscribe button, rate and review this show wherever you listen to Combo's Court. You know what, actually, you know, stop what you're doing, press the pause button, get all that done for me, rate and review subscribe wherever you listen to combos court and then get right back to the show because we have a great one for you today's show pierre of through the wire is back in the building virtually to talk trading cards kicks draft and more man a great conversation with pierre go check out through the wire podcast on house of highlights youtube channel you could find pierre on instagram at Peewee to plug H O H. That's P E E W E E D A P L U G H O H. You know you can find me on Instagram at 12combo. That's O N E T W O C O M B O. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Through the wire, house of highlights. You're back. You're back here, back in the building virtually. How you feeling today, man? One of my favorite places to be. I should have worn my combos court shirt. Ah, that's good. Don't worry. You know what? I'm gonna wear it tomorrow for our show. I got you. Little bro hit me up about that, man. What do you say? He said he needs one. He needs one. I gotta. I gotta figure something out for him. I gotta. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to little bro. We're, we're How, how's it? How's his game looking? His game has been good, man. His game has been good. Um, I actually talked to Dad today about him. Uh, they're actually working out right now. I'm sure they might try to call during the show because I told them to call me once the workout is done. But it's good. He's um, I don't think they're going to have a season because he's in eighth grade. So but um, he's going to have to be making that decision on what high school to go to. So that's kind of exciting. But he's been he's been putting in the work, uh, doing his little e-learning and working out and whatnot. So he's been good, man. Yeah, it's interesting because I think this is so tough for kids his age. Obviously, there's people dealing with a lot bigger problems than that. But just like the kids who are hooping at that age, it's just tough. You know, these these times we're in. Yeah. Then it's like on top of that, like I, for me, I think the school thing is like the most craziest thing because like. It's it's sometimes for me personally, it's just me personally in school was sometimes hard to focus so like i couldn't imagine being at home in my comfort zone i don't have to like part of me like being ready for school was actually having to wake up brush my teeth get dressed so now i'm ready for school but if i was at home and all i'm doing is brushing my teeth and then i don't even have to get dressed i might show up to class with a blanket on still so i like i i know it's, it's super tough and then like you said on top of that the responsibility of being a hooper wanting to be on top of your game um, but at the same time, being cautious and careful about how much or where you're hooping at, it, it, it's super tough. It's super tough. For um, sure. For sure. Craig, those, those kids are strong, man. They want to have a story to tell. Most definitely. And it's, I think it's good that it's early for him and not like 11th and 12th grade or something like that. That'd be super crazy, right? Yeah. I, I can't imagine the kids that have to make like the college decision during all of this. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like those yeah. guys committing to their college without having like the actual campus visit. It's crazy. Yeah, that's super crazy. Another super crazy thing that's going on. December 22nd, uh, 71 days. I mean, it's not a lot, but, you know, that's enough time to recover, right? Is it? Um, Is it not? I mean, look, I know there's people like I know people that were I know a person that was in the bubble that's not happy about this early start date. Yeah. Um, But I mean, it does seem like and I understand him totally. Like, I know that was a tough situation for everybody. But I mean, that, that's enough time to get ready for them. And then on top of that, it's the teams that haven't played in a long, long time. I mean, there's eight of those teams. Man, they haven't played in a long time. So, I mean, I guess you got to take everybody into consideration. And they would have lost – the NBA would have lost so much money, right? That's the number one thing for me is the money. It's because, yeah. like, uh, in general, we live in a give-and-take world. That's just how the world works. So, I yeah. think it's the same thing with basketball. Like, you could – prolong the season but then right you know right when it's over you're also going to be number one going into the olympics so they have to keep that on their mind because if they feel like this isn't enough of a break that really won't be enough of a break then number two are you willing to then sacrifice this time for the bag that you're going to be seeking because not everybody is lebron and kevin durant who's making more with their shoe deal and endorsements than their actual NBA contract. Like there's guys that don't have that luxury who really are relying on this. Like Fred Van Vliet, like he's relying on this this market to, to have some type of bag for him because this is his moment. He's not like the the, the you know lottery pick yeah. guy who's always been making the money. So, you know, you got to feel for those guys more so than the, the top dogs like LeBron. And also like the LeBrons of the world and the guys who were just in a bubble, they're going to be playoff teams so they can rest. Load, ma- load management all day. Yeah, they'll be fine. It's more so like you said, it's the Bulls, the Knicks, uh, the guys that never played in the bubble to begin with who haven't played since, what, March? Yeah. Like, you know? I mean, they're going to have to find some ways to do some different things because they lost a lot of money already. I'm hearing, like, I don't know, hard liquor and betting and all <laughs> kinds of stuff, right? No, I've been hearing <laughs> the same thing, which is kind of crazy for me because I – you know, I never even paid attention to the hard liquor thing. But like every every morning, because uh, I've been waking up early this week and I'll just turn to like some channel, some sports channel. And I've been hearing that constantly, the, the hard liquor thing. And I'm like, yeah, they're going to have to do something because the money is the biggest thing, you know. So, yeah. Um, and they're going to be playing like back to backs and stuff. That's interesting, man. That changes everything. Like the bubble changed everything. We talked about guys that might not be the same player outside of the bubble that they were yeah. in the player. Like that changes everything as well, you know? And then that's another thing too, is like there won't be a bubble. So we're back to traveling. Yeah. Back to being in arenas. Um, Can that work? On. That's a big question, right? Right. Can that work? And then, you know, at some point they're going to flirt and play with the idea of allowing people to come to these games at a certain capacity. So then... You know what I mean? So it's just so much. And we're seeing other sports try that do and do that. And we're seeing the COVID, like the NFL can't control that COVID thing. Like every week or something, some team shut down a practice facility, the MLB, they had different guys in and out. Yeah. The NBA was the, the blueprint of how to do it. So it's going to be very interesting to see that. And then also we got college basketball coming up, see why, yeah. why, how they handle it. Yeah. And actually they were supposed to have an interesting opportunity. I don't know how long the window will be where, uh, I had a guy on my podcast, college bass, uh, Mr. Fanta, but he was telling, he was talking about how this would be a unique situation for college basketball to actually play games with no NBA uh, 
competition and it would just mm. be solely college, but it doesn't seem like that window is going to be that long now. Yeah. I would have actually liked it now that he said that because the college basketball scene, it just doesn't get a lot of love. I, yeah. I it kind of bothers yeah. me because it's like, if you love basketball and you love the NBA, how could you not be in tune with that? Because those are, those are our next guys. You know what I'm saying? So that's always weird to me, but um, I'm, I'm just excited for all because I'm a basketball fan. I'm, I'm a basketball purist. Right. So to have the game, you know, I don't like the game to be that 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 far away. Um, right, right. So, so you're saying you were excited? Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I, I'm un, I'm an understanding person, you know, so I understand that those guys just sacrifice a large amount of time. But you know, do you hear media members saying that like this is not going to be a good season? Because I like I hear a lot of that. Uh, in what way? Yeah, they just think like it's not going to be good basketball for whatever reason. Um, I, I haven't heard that, but, yeah. um, it, they would have to be, they would, I would have to know the specifics because if they're afraid of like not having a bubble, the potential of COVID creeping into the situation, then yeah. But if they're just talking about the teams and you know, yeah, that's, what, that's what I'm thinking. Warriors back Brooklyn. Yeah. Back, I mean, I'm not as high on the Warriors as everybody. Like, I think it's too much going on with them for them to cap like to capture that, uh, that lighting in the bottle they had. Mm -hmm. I just like, cause you know, being a great team, it's a com it's having a combination of so many things, chemistry, roster construction, health, and it's not the same roster. I mean, I think clay will get back eventually, but even if he's 95, it's not a hundred clay. Even if Steph in the beginning is not, he won't, I don't think he'll be a hundred Steph, even if he's 95, that like, they don't have Iguodala anymore. They don't have Sean Livingston anymore. I don't know if they're a championship contender like people think. Um, championship contender, I, I, I'm gonna give it to them just because yeah. they had like I, you're right about the roster construction, but I think they have that core of like Kerr, well, Dre, Clay, and Steph, right? And then Kerr, and so yeah, okay. And even the young guys last year that I think they're gonna bring back and rely on, they were they were able to be there and around. You know what I mean? That's they true. were able to learn things like Marquise Chris. Um, he was Good around season. that season, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Pascal. So, and then with that second overall pick, whatever way they, they try to flip it or use it, I think they're going to use that to their advantage because I, I have to give them the benefit of the doubt because every move they've made has been so good that I have to think, even if it's not out of the world, I don't think they're going to get a Bradley Bill or nothing like that, but I think they're going to find a way to use Everybody's it. Everybody's getting a Bradley Bill. Every Bradley Bill is like the most talked about not getting traded guy. Like, I don't know why we're wasting our time making these mock trades for him. But it's interesting you said that about the Warriors. It's going to be interesting to see how those two young guys play, Chris and Pascal. Like, can they contribute to a playoff team looking to win a championship? Like, that'll be big for, and obviously Wiggins play as well because we know what those three could do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Wig yeah, Wiggins. Wiggins is the big biggest one. For sure. Hey, I want to hear draft thoughts, man, because I just had a mock draft, and there's a few interesting things I realized about the mock. Cole Anthony didn't get drafted in it. You did a first round, right? Yeah, I only did first round. Right, right. So, um... And then there was one more thing. Tyrese Maxey went late, and I was just on a podcast where, shouts to Eric Sanchez, I was, I was on his podcast, and he liked Maxey for the Knicks in the first round. I mean, in early in the first round, like, like their eight. first... Yeah. And then... And he didn't go till I don't I think it was um in my mod draft, he didn't go till uh twenty-eight. It's polarizing with them, you know. Well, the Cole Anthony thing, first and foremost, I did a mock draft on my YouTube because my subscribers were asking for one. And Cole Anthony didn't go until late first round for me, like in the twenty like twenty-five, maybe twenty 
27. No, not 27 is the Knicks, but in the 20, mid-20s. Um, and that was strange for me. Maxi went late, but not as late as you're saying in yours. I think I had Maxi going 17th to the war, uh, the, the Timberwolves. Okay. Um, so you're somewhat in the middle because it's kind of polarizing. Very polarizing. Um, and then it's so hard to predict because you got to assume somebody's going to trade. Yeah. Whether it's the Warriors. Wouldn't you like to see Wiseman with the Warriors? I mean, I think that's I wouldn't mind pick. it at all. But even yeah. if the Warriors pick, the Timberwolves could trade. Yeah. The Knicks could trade back. The, the Celtics have three first-round picks, and they don't have the roster slots. They have to find a way to move up. Like, there's going to be some trade that can impact the entire landscape of this draft, which I think makes it so hard to predict in itself. It's already hard to predict because after the first three picks, there's, like, this drop-off. And it's like a lot of players on the same tier. Yeah. And also, you put into effect that so many teams can make so many different moves. It's crazy. But with the Knicks, I don't think I would trade that because I would just try and get the best guard possible when there's a lot of good guards. But that's the argument is that there's so many good guards that you can make it, get a guy. Like if you trade it back with, with the Boston Celtics and what? They have 14, 26, and 30. So if you get those back, which are 27th pick, you would have 14, 26, 27, 30. And then you also have a second round pick. So you have five picks in a total dra- in a draft total, but you'd have four in the first round. And you would have to hope that at 14, you can get a guard you like. And I think when you have a class that has LaMelo, Killian Hayes, Halliburton, Tyrell Terry, uh, Kyrie Smith, that's five legit guards right there that they probably are have some type of infatuation with that you would hope that one of them would be available at 14. Yeah. It's interesting with LaMelo because some of the bigger platforms have been man hard on him lately. I I just can't see it. I can't see him falling past three. I can't, I can't see it. I don't see it. First of all, hype helps because if you're a GM and you don't draft somebody with that hype and he ends up being great, your job is done. So you, you, like this, a lot of these guys are forced to draft on hype, mm-hmm. you know, it, it happens all the time. Like you're pressured by the media and the fans, even though that's not the right way to be at all. I yeah. think the right way to be is trust your instinct, but I don't see that many teams passing on LaMelo. Yeah. I was seeing something like something came out with like Kevin O'Connor and he was saying like Melo could fall past six. And it's like, I respect Kevin O'Connor and his draft insight a lot, but I personally just can't see it. Um, and like what you said, I think it's also on the flip side, it can save your job because if you draft him and he doesn't pan out, it's like, shit, I drafted LaMelo Ball. How, how was I supposed to know he wasn't going to pan out? Like, I don't exactly. think yeah, exactly, so, you know, he also, yo, he also has Killian Hayes number one on his big board. Yeah. On his big board. What do you think? What do you think about that? I, I can see why I can see why I like Killian Hayes. He's not number one on mine, but I'm not mad at it. Uh, I think, but I've it's seen- like it's like a, I could see why with so many guys, right? Like you could, I could see why with could be like fifteen guys. My guy from Draft Junkies, he has uh, he has he has a number one too. I don't know if you're up on Draft Junkies. I gotta but, check uh, it out. Yeah, they do they do a real good job, Raphael. Um, he has Killian Hayes number one on his as well. So people like Killian Hayes. I like him I, too. I like him. Yeah. Who would be number one on yours? Anthony Edwards, right? Yeah, almost definitely. I mean, Rashad didn't. I don't think Rashad agrees with me. And I'm like, you know, I respect his opinion 100 percent. Like, but he doesn't agree with me. Yeah, he took Um, number one. Yeah, he did. Oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. You saw it. You saw it. 
But um, I just feel like I can't see him being bad. How like mm. how could he? Anthony Edwards, he's not gonna be bad. Uh, I can't. I, I don't think he's gonna be bad. I feel I, okay. I feel like his floor is high. I feel yes. like his floor is really high. Yes, yes. There's always that value in having a guy that can make tough shots. Yeah. Um, it's just that how how much how much is he gonna rely on that? Because I think what a lot of people see is you got those guys like Deion Waiters, right? Like. He's more athletic and he gets his shot off even quicker and he has more range and he's bigger. And there's so many things that I don't know. Dion, Dion didn't, wasn't that level of player even in college. I, I think it's more so the mind. Like yeah. Yeah. The mentality that they have with that. Yeah. The tough shots and everything like that more so than the actual similarities, similarities in their game. Um, I okay. like Anthony Edwards. I'm with you. I think number one is if, if Minnesota isn't going to trade, it's just that that's the safest thing for them to do. I think he compliments D'Lo, compliments Cat. Uh, with LaMelo, you're drafting him in hopes that he's the best overall player, but he may not reach his fullest potential with the Timberwolves, which is why I wouldn't draft him one. I do think he's the best player, but I, what's the point of drafting him if he's not going to reach his fullest potential? Backcourt with him and D'Lo, I don't know about it too much. Yeah, I asked Rashad about that exact question. I asked him that exact question. And he feels like in the modern NBA, you need two ball-dominant guards, kind of like the NFL. That was his analysis. I, I don't know. I think one is enough. I mean, when you look at, like, Luka and how the Mavericks project to be, I think that works. You have one ball-dominant guy and a bunch of guys that can – Luka's Luca, Luca's different, though. Like, Damon, Damon CJ, right? That, Brad, that, Brad, that worked. Yeah, that yeah, you're right. You're right. That didn't really work. Like Clay and Steph is like the perfect example. You got one that's really ball dominant and one is su- just supreme playing off the ball. Um, you know, we think about uh I just had the other James Harden. Like when James Harden was running the show, I mean that would be that would be more so of the argument for Rashad. James Harden and Chris Paul, that's when the Rockets were at their best. Yeah, that's true. Chris Paul had to adjust, right? Yeah. Big time. Big time. And there was another thing I mentioned on the pod we had on the mock draft. The overanalyzation of Obi Toppin is ridiculous, man. Like, why they why they keep talking about this guy's center of gravity all day? Stop, man. <laughs> yeah, if I, if I hear one more thing about his hips, it's, it's gonna be yeah. Um, I you know I I, I don't I, I agree wholeheartedly with that. Um, that's just the game that we that that's like today's game is like it's rare where you're gonna get those guys that can do both things on both sides of the floor at an elite level. So if you got a guy that can get like he can come in and give you twenty and nine or almost a double double. Like I can see him giving you eighteen and ten his first year. Yeah, on a team that wants to give him the basketball and maybe they're not a a high level team yet. Yeah. Like yeah, I I, I had him going fifth in my mind draft. So he goes to Cleveland with those guards. Garland, Sexton, Kevin Porter Jr. You bring back Drummond or whatever, and I think he can eat in that 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 team. Will they win? No, but he'll he'll be a guy that can come in and compliment some young guards if you have them. He's a lob vertical lob threat. He's yeah, going to yeah. run the floor like a mug, uh, pick and pop potential. So I mean, it's a lot to like there. De- defensive wise, you just have to you have to build your team. So if you know he's not going to give you what you want defensively. That's fine. You put somebody behind him who can protect the rim. And I think you could be okay. There's a lot of guys who do a lot of high end things that lack on the defensive side. So I do think they're overanalyzing his game a little bit. Um, He's also older too, which people don't like for whatever reason. The age thing is crazy to me. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think Dwight has a high center of gravity, right? Obviously, I don't think he'll be Dwight, like Dwight Prime. Yeah. But, I mean, he kind of has that thing going on for him, and he's fine now. And he's 30, yeah. what is he, 34, 35 already? Dwight? Yeah, I think yeah. he's 33, 34, yeah. Yeah. What's up with Drew Holiday, man? Like, we're hearing all these different scenarios for him. Where would you like to see him? I'm glad they were starting to put our attention on him because I think it's more realistic than Bradley Beal. Oh, yeah. Um, and the other thing about him is he can go so many different places. Man, um, realistically, I look at teams like – I look at like a Brooklyn because – I don't yeah. know. I, I'm not as high on that fit as others. Tell me because, why. Why? Because I feel like they need another 3 and D guy more than a Drew Holiday, even though obviously he plays great D. Yeah. But, he's, but I think Drew Holiday would fit the Lakers better, right? Because he could create with the basketball in his hands – I mean, I just feel like the fit with the Lakers would be better than Brooklyn. No, I, I think it would be too, but I think that's realistically what could the Lakers offer. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. I mean, that's why the Chris Paul thing isn't even – I think the Lakers are on the outside looking in because of the money, right? When it comes yeah, they'd have Paul. to trade eight players. They'd have to yeah. trade half the roster to get them. Um, Drew Holiday, like the 28th pick is not going to be appealing to, to the Pelicans. But Karis LeVert from the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. You know what I mean? That could yeah. be super appealing. Uh, the yeah. Nuggets have to be in a conversation because they have a surplus of talent over there. Like, they have so many players. You talk about Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Will Barton, Michael Porter Jr. Do you bring back Paul Millsap, Nikola Jokic? Uh, this Monte Morris. There's a lot of talent there, and it's, it's about time that they cash in and go get them somebody like a Drew Holiday. So they'll be in the mix. Um I'm trying to think of other contending teams. I mean, the Pacers to pair, to pair him with his two brothers. Um, That's interesting. Uh, so Aaron Holiday and Justin, and then you add. Does that Luke. make does that make them a contender? I don't know. It doesn't make them a contender, but it makes yeah. them better, especially if Victor Oladipo doesn't want to be there. Um, hell, the the Timberwolves. Yeah, I think the Timberwolves are going to be better this year than people think. I, I hope so because the time the time is running out, man. Time is yeah. running out. Time is running out for sure. Um, you know, I wouldn't be mad at Drew Holiday and Phoenix either. Phoenix got some stuff. They got the 10th pick. They got a surplus of wings because they like the way that Cam Johnson played in the bubble. So now Kelly Oubre is expendable because they also have Mikael Bridges. Uh, they have Dario Saric, uh, DeAndre Aiden. So, you know, the Phoenix Suns could be in it because they want to play. They, they want to compete. They want to be better. So I could see them being interested in a Drew Holiday to make them, you know, more serious in the conversation in the playoffs. Yeah, it seems like DeMar and the Spurs are going to part ways eventually, too. And, I mean, people's opinions about him are polarizing as well. We've been using that word so much lately. But because of the whole mid-range thing and the way the NBA play is played now, it's like the opinions are so varying about I'll his game. I put a thing on Twitter about what, where I want him What'd you go. put up? What'd you put up? What'd you put up? I, I, I wanted to play in Atlanta. That's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can think, see it. I think DeMar DeRozan had one of the most – underrated years this year i, I want to find my exact tweet so i could read to you exactly how well he played but i think okay so demar DeRozan, right listen to this he shot he was in a 96 percentile in total isolations while playing with a lineup in san antonio that only had spacing that was ranked in a 32 percentile but you put in with the hawks who have spacing with a 49 percent percentile he, his isolation game goes through the roof. So he had one of the best isolation seasons with poor spacing. He was out there with DeJounte Murray, 
Aldridge. The Spurs have like zero spacing. So if you put him in Atlanta with Trey, John Collins can shoot the ball really well for for Cam Reddish, Hunter, and it gives somebody else on the floor besides Trey that can get you a bucket here and there to not yeah. be so predictable. And you you it, and they're trying to make that push. They've they've expressed having Definitely. interest in a veteran wing. Makes sense. So if they wanted to if they wanted to flip the six pick to San Antonio for Demar on a sign and trade, and they also get eleven back, I think the Hawks have a good good draft night. Good yeah. draft night. And DeMar could look even better with the, the Hawks, even after a great season with the Spurs, because Simon Aldridge take up so much of the same space. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. So and I think I'm, I think Aldridge was shooting more threes at one point, right? I can't I can't even tell you. Yeah. Uh, because you know, they also had uh Jacopoto. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. yeah, I guess you're right. Aldridge would have had to take more threes because you're not putting Jacopoto. Aldridge, DeRozan, and DeJounte. It, that's just, whew. But yeah. I agree with you. I think DeMar, I, I want to see DeMar DeRozan take the Jimmy Butler route because I think DeMar DeRozan is talented. His game is a little different. It's not this generation's particular favorite style of basketball, but I think it is efficient. And in the right situation, it could thrive. And I think Atlanta is 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 one of the, the top favorite suits for me. I see people wanting to put him, like people have him going to like the Bucks. The Bucks was like, yeah, it was a report like the Bucks are interested in DeMar DeRozan. That that doesn't really make much sense to me. I think a point guard or guys who could just space the floor for Giannis, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No brain, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I think when I think about the Bucks. But you know, I'm not as high on the Bucks as many others. People like DeMar going back to Toronto too. Yeah. They need that push. They you know that Kawhi Kawhi leaving hurt them. I mean, obviously, I mean that's kind of obvious. That's not right. genius, genius take, but <laughs> I mean they need a go-to guy. They need, need to go, go to yeah. end of the shot clock, get a bucket. Yeah, yeah, you know what? He fills in that Kawhi role. He can get a bucket in the mid-range. I mean, that's what Kawhi does so well. I know they weren't as good before Kawhi got there with DeRozan, but I think <laughs> this the circumstances are different. Pascal's a different player. Yeah. And I think uh I think you got a lot of those other guys that are more confident in themselves to step up. And so it, it isn't like, hey, we're just looking to DeRozan and we're gonna ask him to be something he's not. You know, so I think now. Will it happen? I don't I don't know if DeMar likes the way that they handled him with the trading and everything. So I don't know if he'd be interested in going back. I think I mean, I don't I mean, I don't know DeMar personally, but I think if he thought he could win a championship, he's been there before. He obviously liked it because he was hurt when he had to leave. I think I think that makes sense. Is Mark going overseas? I thought he was, but I was told that it isn't a thousand percent. Confirmed. So there's still a chance he can come and play in the NBA, but he is entertaining that idea. Uh, I was uh, unaware that it wasn't confirmed. It's not a done deal, but it's definitely a possibility. Yeah. Is your listenership into trading cards, like at a high level, basketball cards? Um. Yes and no. Like, I, I'm into it. I'm a baseball card guy. I'm a baseball guy. It's funny because I had stuff around the house and – I got stuff literally right next to me. Binders and binders. I got, yo, I, I got some, I have some in the stash. I, yeah. I, I was thinking about bringing them in uh, and figure but I guess you could just figure it all out on Google, but it takes so much time. But it does take a lot of time. And I, I spent the time, but yeah, my grandfather <laughs> passed almost like a decade ago. Oh, I'm sorry and, about uh, that. He, he lent these down to me when I was a kid. So this, this stuff is in here is older than me. It's, I got stuff from my granddad autograph balls and all type of stuff that's older than my mom stuff from like 19 
68. So that's crazy. I got a lot of 90 stuff, a lot and baseball cards, which I know nothing about. I don't even remember. Like, I mean, I guess I like baseball, but I don't even remember collecting the cards like that. I love baseball. I don't know if you know that about me, Conway, but baseball is like a love of mine. I love basketball, obviously, but baseball was I like never heard you talk about baseball. Maybe I'm not baseball. paying close enough t- attention to your Twitter. I don't know what's you going know, on. Man, I love baseball. Okay. I played it. Um, I was better at basketball. And um, when, um, when I moved, when I was a kid, I moved. And the school I went to, they had, uh, they had like financial issues or something. They had to cut something. And baseball is what they cut. So that made me have to focus on basketball more. And then when I went to high school. But P, if it was that serious, you would have just left the school, right? No, I I, I don't. I, no, nah, I didn't have it like that. To be oh, OK. Yeah. Moms was like, this is where we at. This is where we going type thing. So that's the you age know, you have to do what mom says, right? Yeah, you have to do. It. And I was I was never that type of kid that was going to try to make it difficult for the parents. So, you know, um, and plus, I love basketball, too. So my parents was like, oh, you're a basketball player anyway. You know what I mean? And uh, being 6'4", the game was just more easier for me. I didn't realize you were that tall. Like, when you said extra large shirt, I'm like, extra large? Like, <laughs> I was like, I was like expecting immediate. I didn't realize you were that tall. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, we had Bowl Bowl on one. Do, do a lot of people ask you that? That, like, they didn't think you were that tall? Like, I'm sure your listenership feels that way, too, right? Yeah, they've seen, they they have uh, House of Highlights put out videos of us hooping. So they oh, see. Oh, okay. They kind of see it. Yeah, I got yeah. you. We had Ball Ball up, and I was like, yo, Ball, I need you to hook me up with some shoes. He like, what size are you? I'm like, 14. He like, me too. Ball Ball wears the same size as me. He's like seven more inches. <laughs> That's crazy. Damn. That, I mean, okay, so now I know why he could get a shot off in the mid-range and got that footwork like that. Because he got yeah. he got the small feet. Crazy. Small I was feet. expecting like a 17, 18. Where's a 14 and he's about 7'3"? Danny played with me in college. Danny Artesi actually has a podcast. Um, His foot was like, I don't know. He's like an inch shorter than me, I think. And his foot was like a 16. Like a 16. How are you, Combo? Was you 6'5"? Yeah, I'm 6'5", yeah. 13 uh, foot. Yeah, I, I think mine's pretty normal for my size, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 13, 14, yeah, 6'5". Yeah. yeah, he's like a 16, like a 17. And he's 6'4"? My, my, yeah. yeah, he's like he might be like a half inch taller than you, maybe, you know? Man, 16, that's tough. Yeah. It's hard to get 14s, and I'm a shoe head. I love shoes. And it's very but you could catch shoe. deals on some of those sizes, right? I'm not really part of deal combo. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, man. I mean, well, I mean, I guess like if you – I don't know. I don't catch deals, but I mean – it depends on what you're wearing, I guess. But like, my the only deal I, I could get is like, if Nike has like a twenty percent off. Well, East Bay used to have the deals. That's what I remember. Shout out to East Bay. I used to get the magazines. And I used to think I was getting five parodies, four parodies. That was a good ass <laughs> moment. These kids don't know about. I, I know I'm not old like that. I'm only twenty five, but I remember the East Bay days sitting around. Well, you know they they still got magazines, right? I haven't get, received a magazine from East Bay in a very long time. I think I received one once, but obviously I don't really use it that much. I, I mean, that I was online. Like, that was a time. That was a moment. Easy, you could get the Jordans. I mean, it's not like you had to use the app back then. Like you could call at midnight and get the yeah. Jordans. It's crazy. And now, you wouldn't really, you wouldn't really strike out, like you know, at, at yeah. midnight. Growing yeah. up, like me and my brothers, I don't ever remember like my dad having an issue getting us any shoes. It's crazy yeah. how tough of a hassle it is to get like just like I'm a shoe guy, so I try to get them all. But, like, I feel for the people, and I also, like, you know, the House of Highlights Bleacher Report thing, that could be used as a plug. You know, I yeah, have fans, yeah. like, 
fans DM me all the time, like, yo, if you want a shoe, like, I'll try to make this and that happen for you. Different relationships. We've done stuff for, like, Flight Club. So, but, like, I feel for the the person who doesn't have that connection or doesn't have the money to get all of them, but they have, like, just say, like, there's a kid out there that just is really in love with uh, the Jordan, the Concord 11s, right? Like, all he wants is just that one shoe, and he can't get it because it's, like, the Nike, the, the app, you got guys getting bots. They're buying a hundred. What are those on resale now? Those like those black and white Concords. I don't know. I would go like I would say four fifty. Yeah, yeah. So imagine being a high school kid. All you want is the Concords. You try to get them early in the morning on a Saturday. You wake up. You miss out on them because they're sold out in seconds. And then you go to Goat App, and they're four fifty when you barely you barely were scraping up the change to to pay retail. It's a yeah. mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. The off-white fives are nice, man. I struck out, bro. I struck out. Me too. I struck Jack. out. Like, I knew my – I rated my performance. It was like my performance on speed was like a 6.5. I knew it. I'm like, I messed up real quick once. I, like, did something else. It's over. I tapped the Apple Pay. I knew I was too late. I knew it. Okay, it's cool. So, listen, as a guy, I've struck out on, like, the last – And I don't do it often, P. Like, I, I just – like, I just downloaded that app. Like not too long. Steve, now I'm gonna tell you some things that can maybe help. That's what I'm talking. Now this is some compelling content for the listenership. So what you want to do is, okay, you have the app now. Perfect news. Scratch the Apple Pay. It's not fast enough. You want to register and and put your information into the actual app that they have. Got you. So what that does is it cuts out seven seconds of you having to go through apple pay i know some people who don't even have who like try to pull their card out and type the information oh it's over yeah this is not gonna happen i mean i do that come on you you gotta do that do that um put it in a way where it's face scan so once you once you put by they're going to ask you to approve it you don't want to have to do a a a text like two-step verification you want to just have your so once you put in their card by it face scans you and it's done it's very quick, very smooth. And then also what I suggest is if the shoe is coming out at nine, be on a site at 855. Yeah. And just refresh. Oh, already- yeah. That's what I was going to ask. You have to refresh. You can't just be looking at the screen and not refreshing, right? Yeah. I refresh. Be- 859, I'm just going. I'm going, 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 I'm going. That's how I got my Xbox. The Xbox is coming out. And oh, it's one, it's one of those deals? Yeah, it's coming out Um. It's coming out Tuesday. I got mine through Target, and they were selling out like Jordans. And I had all my stuff into Target because I'm a I'm a Target shopper, so I, I had my info there. And I was refreshing, refreshing, refreshing at the cart, at the cart, at the cart. And it was going through so fast. I thought I didn't get the game, but I got it. And I was I was checking to see if they charged me for more games because I was actually putting them all in a cart. So I had to make sure, like, oh, don't charge me for four Xboxes because I only want one, but. I was able to get it. it it's, it's it's tough. I just hate the fact that it has to come to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you know what? It, it was like a win-win for me, to be honest. Like, I don't need them, so it's cool if I don't get them. But and, I really, them. and I really like them, so if I got them, I would have been happy, too. You know, that's what it was for me, really. When I Like, that was the first time I even tried anything like that, you know? Oh, the Off-White Fives? That was the first yeah, time? Yeah, like, like, like I, with that speed stuff. Like, I would just go, like, because mostly I was getting ones lately. Like, a lot of pairs of ones. Like, I really been on the ones, guys. And yeah. ones are ones are easily accessible. Like you could just Super. walk into any store. Like thank, you know thank I mean? you. Yeah, but, right. But I in the area I live in, it's not as accessible as like going into the store for whatever reason. Um, 
all white ones, I'll say. Like all white cocaine ones, like they don't really, it's tough to get them. Like my girl, she got me some for Valentine's Day and she said she had to go to like four stores because- well, So I had those, just the, the, the all white ones? All white yeah. ones, yeah. Yeah. I see you wearing a lot of hooping shoes. You got the, I see you with the Kyrie's. Yeah, yeah. Big Kyrie guy, I see. Yeah, yeah. I do like the Kyrie's. Yeah, they're comfy. Yeah. I mean, I have the KD's too. I think they're yeah. the 13s now. What are the latest ones? Yeah. 13s? Yeah, I think 13. Yeah, th- those are comfy. I mean, look, man, like, you know, I mean, you've been hooping a long time. Like, sneakers now are just comfortable. Like, there's no mm-hmm. bad hooping sneakers, really, like, that I could I've been about. on my, I've been in, on a New Balance wave, bro. Super, well, new, super, uh, new balances in New York were like a real, real thing when I was a kid, yeah. you know, like people don't realize that like that was the wave at one mm-hmm. point. Like you know? the East Coast. Yeah. New York. Definitely. Baltimore, they want like still to this day, like it's still there, like here in Chicago. It's not a big thing. So I can go and like I go to we have a New Balance store. I'll go to the New Balance store and I'll have a bunch of stuff in there. And I'll some ex- probably some exclusive stuff. Right. In the, in the actual. You think it would have exclusives, but they actually don't. Oh, uh, they have like general stuff, but I, I I get my shoes off the websites and then I'll just get like, cause I'm a dude, my dad raised me to like, if I'm wearing New Balance shoes, I don't wear Nike sweats. They have to be New Balance sweats. But I feel like that was definitely the way it was when I was a kid. But I feel like the kids today, it's not like that anymore. Like I it's thought not. that was, I was like, that's over. Cause I see the Adidas pants with the Jordan. So I'm like, all right, so that's not the wave anymore. You know what that I mean? is, but this is how I was raised because my okay. dad was school, like what you're saying. Exactly. Like my dad wasn't, I, I got the type of dad, like my dad used to get us, like as long as we were doing our thing on, on a basketball court more. So he was, mom is on books, dad is on hoops. It's a good balance. So, it's a good yeah. Balance. So like my dad thing is like, yo, if you want to, if you tell me you want to play basketball, I'm going to push you to do that. If, if you tell me you want to be a janitor, you're going to be pushed to do that, too. So don't think I'm just forcing you to play basketball. But if you want to do this, I'm going to push you to be great. So dad will get us everything like my like my little brother is getting it good now because he's he's the he's the baby. When me when I was younger, it was me and my two other brothers. Uh, so like EJ gets it all. He gets everything. But dad, my dad has always been. like. That's why he wanted the combo shirt. See, he's four. He's four. He saw me with it, and he's like, whoa, whoa. No, you know what's funny? He's slick. He's like, hey, that pretty cool shirt. My brother got there. Something like that. It was something like that. Shout <laughs> out to EJ, man. He's crazy. But yeah, like my my like today, I'm wearing Adidas sweats, so I put on Adidas. Like, yeah, it's just the way it is. But I do see no, the but, but you could go too far extreme when you have the full Adidas sweatsuit, or you can't do you can't you can't do a full Jordan sweatsuit. Like no. it gotta be like one kind of Jordan sweatshirt, maybe some exactly. jeans. Like you can't do the whole thing because I feel like that's like the fifty-year-old wave, like full Jordan sweatsuit. Yeah, with I would Jordan expect this from my dad. My dad would have like the matching set with the shoes, whatever. But right. um, yeah, you see, like I'll just wear like a different, like I'll wear my combos court shirt. Hey, I'll like throw that. Nike sweats on, and then all my shoes would be Nike. Really, and then uh, cool. but yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna do the whole top to bottom. I did do that though. Like a, two weeks ago, when I went to hoop, I was in New Balance head to toe. But you know what? I feel like New Balance is better to do that in than like a Jordan sweatsuit. The Jordan I, sweatsuit is definitely like forty-seven year old. Yeah. <laughs> they got the hat too. Like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, for I sure. I wear a lot of Jordan stuff. If I'm wearing Jordans, I wear Nike sweats. But I don't like have like Jordan sweats or Jordan hoodies. Yeah, I feel like I mean the sneakers is the thing with them. The yeah. sneakers is definitely the thing more than the apparel, but. They do have some like they do have some dope stuff though. Like I think like like a tee is cool, but like to wear like the whole outfit is crazy because uh, 
but my, my son has has one of those. Oh, by the way, by the way, I I saw you with the kids BMW stuff. I actually visited that store not I think like a week or two ago. And uh, I went into the yeah, yeah. There you go. I went into the store. I didn't get anything for myself. Then I went to the. Oh, I saw you in a store. Yeah. Somebody made a post on their store, and you was like in a bag. Yeah, yeah. Like, but that was me. the that was the baby store. I wasn't I wasn't really like hyped to buy too much for myself. But then when I went to the kids, I'm like. Oh, I got a few things for my son. That's it. I didn't even know they had the baby stuff. Well, I, I think it's either a kid's or a baby, but they definitely have baby stuff. But I bought him two pairs, and I realized he hasn't even wore it yet. I just realized right now, like, what's going on? I got to figure this out. Now, I'm actually this combo. Yeah. Because I've been to Kick, right? Yeah. How much was that baby stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want it. Like, I don't remember, to be honest, but I would say, like, you know, a onesie, I don't know, man, like 50, 60, like, you know, it's like, like, I mean, I think, I think onesies in like a, not like a regular thing would be like, what, 15? Like if you went to, you know, if you got them like some, I don't know, like a Spider-Man onesie or something, you know? I was going to say like $9. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kith, man, Kith, you got to go in them pockets. Kith, you got to go in the pockets. But, but, the yeah, BM, gotta... but there was a few simple BMW sweatshirts that were, that were fire. Like the simple ones. I, um... I bought like accessories for my because I have a BMW, so I'm like I gotta get accessories. So I yeah. got the umbrella. I got BMW car. That's tires. dope. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Um, but I almost pulled the trigger on like the jacket that it was like three fifty, but I was like I just got this Xbox that's five five fifty. Let me chill. But I yeah. wanted that jacket so bad. I wanted that jacket so bad, man. That's interesting because you know what I was thinking about? Like if somebody's not into fashion, they might think you work there. Not with the jacket, but with some of the sweatshirts, like they might think you work at BMW. They're going to think I work there or they're going to, they're going to be like, what is Kith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it doesn't, it it has like the logo and then it says Kith. So they would be like, what is that? Like a lot of people DM me like, what is that? My girl was like, what is this? When I show her the umbrella, she's like, what is that? Or some people just feel like it's, Oh, that's just something you want to show people that you paid a lot for a piece of cl- like for a clothes. Like some yeah. people have that mentality too. Yeah, I mean, which it's cool. It's all- I, like, I like exclusivity. Like I know a lot of people, especially in my yeah, area. I like that too. Yeah, they're not wearing kith. You know what I mean? They may know what it is, but they're not wearing it. It sells yeah. out in seconds. So anything that sells out in seconds, it, it gets my interest because it's it's limited. You know? Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I like I like all that. I mean, in high school, that's what it was. Like you, you, mm-hmm. you know. And I but, like uh, it to be different. Nothing worse. That's how I got into shoes too. Um, like getting New Balance, getting Adidas. Because I used to be like straight Nike. If it ain't Nike, I don't want it. But going out after you've spent two hundred something dollars on a pair of Jordans and you see four other people with that same shoe is nerve wracking. Yeah, super nerve wracking. But that and that's another thing. How I was in high school. Like I remember when like the patent leathers re came out. Like everybody had the same color, and a couple people would would pay extra to get them like two days earlier, you know? My older brother, like in 2016, he was going through that bad. Like he would pay 200 more dollars, like two times the shoe, two times the cost of the shoe to get it like three weeks before. Super crazy. Yeah. yeah Super crazy. That. But I was asking you about the basketball cards to get back. Let's, let, let's, right, let's, right. let's, let's touch on that before we get out of here. Um, So people hit me up to ask, like they've been asking this lately, like, so what players like aren't that good right now? And uh, like, you know, you think they'll be really good or all-star potential in the future. And then I'm like, that's interesting. Like, yeah, like, and then they'll say like, yeah, because, you know, basketball cards, I'm trying to buy low and sell high, you know? 
So, um, I mean, my, like, who would my, you go with for those? Like, I was thinking, like, Christian Woods or, you mm-hmm. know, other guys that are injured right now. Ooh. That, like, because I, I think a lot of people, like, harp on the injury stuff a lot. Yeah. Like, I think that's, like, an easy take a lot of times. My cousin actually, months ago, like, months ago, um, asked me the same thing because he's into cards. Yeah. The Kenny, who does. I'm does sure it. you guys, I, that's what I was saying. I'm sure you get these questions, too. Like, that's what um, I was thinking. And so he asked me, and I told him, like, I gave him Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. He was he was more specifically looking at the young players. So I know he invested into a lot of Shea Gilders Alexanders. He got a lot of Michael Kidd Gilchrist. I mean, Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Michael Porter Juniors. Um, yeah. That he got Wendell Carters. I like his game. Um, who else did we talk about him getting? What do you think um, about De'Aaron Fox? He could he really got, pop. He got a lot of De'Aaron Fox. And like Kenny, what Kenny does is like he'll buy like 50 of them. He'll buy complete sets of these players. So he loads up on like those guys. I, I'm when it comes to cards, I'm specifically into baseball cards. Cause I you know, know what? I, I, we gotta talk because I got a bunch of them here. Yeah. And I mean, you probably know more than me. I what I do, very simple. Um, every card has a number on it you it's it's uh I, I, yeah i gotta find a website so i can send it to you because yeah, it's, send that time, to me. it's time consuming but like whenever you have like some time and you just sitting around with the baby whatever you could just be on that website typing them in um and i just write them down but it's, it's so it's frustrating any no gems problem. you found any gems yeah yeah uh, i got four of these king griffies that were selling for like 250 okay so um, I'm gonna just sit on them because I'm not in a rush to make two two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, <laughs> like if it was like like if I found one for like six figures, yeah, I'm gonna cash in. But like, yeah, I'm gonna cash you in. know, like a, even like a thousand, I'm not like I might as well just give it to my son. Exactly. Ex- yeah. My guy, we think in the same way. Like I look yeah. at these cards and I'm like, I, I'm curious to see if I have that gem that's like, oh, this is this is you know uh, seventy thousand dollars. And yeah, I would cash. That's a car. You know what I mean? I would cash in. I. If I can get seventy thousand dollars off a card, I would give my mom twenty racks and come on now, you know. Right, that's, right. right. I saw you paid her rent. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Um, that would, you know what I mean? Like we yeah. could do some things like that, but everything else fits in the hundreds. Even like what you said, like a thousand, two thousand dollars. Might I'm as well keep it. Give it to my kids. Yeah, because that's why I got the values because it was passed down to me. So we pass it down another generation. You know what I mean? We, yeah. we can be sitting on a gold mine, but um. It's frustrating, though, Convo. It's, it's, it's very frustrating because you'll think you got something that should be. And it's like, like I got, like, Barry Bond rookie cards worth nothing. I got certain, like, Cal Ripken Jr. MVP cards worth nothing. And, like, I'll find them and be like, oh, I know this. But, and it'd be, like, $2. And it's like, what? I got a LeBron James rookie card. Holographic gold. He's literally wearing his rookie day suit. It's not worth anything. I got a Kevin Durant rookie card, holographic. It's not really worth much. And I'm like, bro, how? I, I think there's a lot of Michael Jordan cards like that, too. It's very frustrating. It's very yeah. frustrating. That's why I do baseball, because basketball is super frustrating, bro. Like, I, I have no idea what the value of is of a base, of a basketball card, but I know, like, baseball, I know exactly what I'm looking for. I know the brands that have the, the, the prestige. I don't know, like, basketball. I collect it for a short period of time of basketball. I was like a fifth grade, but baseball has kind of been like my entire life. Do you feel like sometimes the more simple cards are 
the more expensive ones because I feel like sometimes those holographic or those like gimmicky cards are not as or it's not like that at all. I think it depends on the uh, the sport. So like baseball, they're high on like these refractor cards. Oh, okay. And like the the refractor cards, you, there's like different variations of it. You'll have a refractor card that's like a blue refractor and it's like 500 made. That's super good. But then you can get like a gold refractor and it's 10 made. So it's like it's different levels. I've caught some like two out of 50. And if the, the lower the number is, the more the value goes up. But like I said, you know what's also crazy what's is it, it also depends on the buyer. There are some cars that I've looked up and they haven't been worth anything, but then I'll go on eBay and somebody will randomly pay like a stupid amount for it because maybe he didn't know any better. Like, I can't tell you how much you value a Barry Bonds car. The right, market right. can say that it's worth $2, but you Barry Bonds could be near and dear to your heart. He could be your idol. So for you, you may be willing to pay $90 when a card is only worth $2. For whatever reason, I've seen Maybe you just worth- want every Barry Bond card yeah. out there, you know? So I've also seen that. Like, I've seen cards sell for wild amounts on eBay. Uh, maybe a person doesn't know better. Maybe they don't really know. They're, you know, you can get somebody who's early in the game, and they're, they're thinking, hey, this is a rookie card. Let me buy it because this has to be worth something. And so, like, I get, I get head scratches all the time. Like, why did he spend that on that? Let me ask you this. Do you think there's value in bringing it into a store? That or it is. it is, but we had this conversation super recently because, like I was telling you, my cousin, um, he sends the cars there just uh, to get them minted, right? That's, yes, yeah, and that can take three to four months. That's crazy, it's crazy. That's why I haven't sent any, any of mine because it's a first of all, it's a process to get your cars there, and then when they finally do get them, it can take them up to a hundred something days and for them to send it back. That's ludicrous. Yeah, but when you're selling a car, if you have it minted, if it's 10 out of 10, they box it up, make it sexy, the value goes up and people want to buy it more so than you just being like, hey, here's this car. Because it gets tricky. People don't like fingerprints on them, dust on them. You know what I mean? Like people go crazy with these cars, man. Yeah. Crazy, P. Hey, P, thanks for getting back on the show, man. You're always welcome back. We got to do this again soon. We do. You know the vibes, man. <laughs> hey, one more question before we go. Oh, most definitely. I'm here. As a Nick fan, I have to ask you, at eight, who are you taking? Well, you know what? Before we – let me plug my last episode because it was actually the author of the Knicks of the 90s where we talked about the 90s Knicks. So go check out episode 112. I think it will be the episode before this one, but who knows? You know, We're out of here. But uh, Terry's Halliburton if I was the Knicks. Come on, man. Okay. I mean, unless one of those – like Anthony Edwards slips, which won't happen. I don't you know. Won't yeah, it won't happen. Uh, who do you think? I don't know. That's why I asked you. So like, yeah. So 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 Eric, uh, I was on his show and he wanted Maxi, and I just thought Halliburton is going to be better. Like in my opinion, it's no way in hell I'm taking Tyrese Maxi at eight. Just not. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kyra, yeah. Kyra Lewis. I, I actually prefer Patrick Williams, but realistically, I don't think the Knicks want to take a chance like that. I think they want to be as simple as possible to make sure that they do it's their first representation with this new front office so i think they don't they don't they don't want to they don't want to fail on this pick they want kind of want to make a good first impression go with a winning player who could shoot winning player that could shoot go with Halliburton. I, I like him i like Halliburton, but i just feel like he's as good as the talent man i don't know if the knicks can compliment his game well he could play off the ball well right 
He can, but who is he going to play off? So wait, do you want? Oh, I see what you're saying. You want somebody in the pick and roll, like to do damage as their main yeah. mode of attack. Because unless we're going to put the ball in RJ hands, how about Grant Riller? I love Grant Riller. Can, would he help the Knicks? Grant Riller is helping all 30 teams. So you hit the Knicks up, man. Tell uh, I got, you know, my mock. I had us taking Malachi Flynn at 27. You got to reach out to World Wide West. Tell him, man. Grant Wheeler. I got a phone call last night. Somebody's like, yo, P. This just sounds like a funny story, by the way, without you even telling <laughs> it. Like, yo, and I, and I, I, I'm not going to lie. I ignored his first two calls because I was doing something. I was busy. So, so do, you, I, do you know this guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know him. Oh, first, okay. well, first and foremost, he's my cousin's boyfriend. I so, got you. Um, so, I, you know, I didn't prioritize answering him because I was doing something. You know, now if Combo hit me up, I paused what I was uh, doing. Oh, my God. I appreciate like, okay, you. I yeah, my so, God. I appreciate you. He's like, uh, so I have no idea what he's about to say. So, like, you know what, P? You're the next Eric Spolstra. <laughs> somebody. Wait. He said, somebody needs to put you in their film room right now so you can, so you can get molded into one of the next GMs or coaches, man. Because you told me. You told me, blah, 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 blah. You was absolutely right. You told me months ago, and everybody, he's talking about Denny. I told him like a long time ago that Denny would be nice with the Bulls. And now he's talking about every, he's looked at so many mocks, and now everybody's talking about Denny and everything. So I accepted it, but it was just funny. Like, I, I, I just couldn't believe. I like, I, his, I like his energy, though, but the voice you have from him, is he, is he 60? Because that's the voice. He's not 60, but he's definitely older. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Man, that, like, you, I think you were early on Denny, though. Man, I'm just I'm just a fan of basketball. I you know, I think when you when you got a love like me and you do, or even Rashad, it's hard for us to not be early on these guys. How could you not be if you say you love the game? You know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. You want you start watching a little bit of film. I mean, like, you know, it is, it is what it is. We'll see what happens to your Knicks, man. I, I wish him the best, you know. I wish him no, the I appreciate best. it, but we definitely gotta do this again. Yeah, most definitely. Um, especially closer to the draft. Yeah, what let's do that. Like a, a week away almost. Two weeks. The 18th, a little bit more than a week, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we definitely got to tune back in. Hit me up. Um, You know, it's all love, and I definitely will be wearing my combo short tomorrow on Through the Wire. Hey. Got you. Sounds great. Pete, talk soon. It was always great having you on the show. Love, bro. See you later, man. Later. Wait, one thing. Where can they find you? You got to tell them, man. You got to tell them where can they find you. Uh, You can find me, number one, on on Combo's podcast. Combo's Hey, okay. Uh, Find me on uh, Instagram at PeeWeThePlug, H-O-H. And then on Twitter, just straight people to plug. Find me on House of Highlights, uh, YouTube, Through the Wire podcast. And then also my YouTube channel, Big Stacks Brzingis. Uh, I do a lot of solo basketball take okay. where I can go more in depth. Um, and I've been more consistent on there. I kind of builded a platform on my YouTube and got a bunch of subscribers. And then I went cold and they were like, yo, how could you do that to us? So I'm back consistent on there. So, yeah, I'm everywhere, man. I'm everywhere. We everywhere, bro. Talk soon, oh, man. Yes, Later, sir. Bro. Thank you for listening to Combo's Court. Big shouts to Pierre for joining in. We appreciate you, Combo Nation. Don't forget to smash down on that subscribe button if you haven't already. Also, rate and review the show wherever you listen to Combo's Court. Here's what we're going to do. If you listen to this episode in its entirety, drop who you think is going to be the top three draft picks in the 2020 NBA draft in the comment section of your Apple 
Podcast app or wherever you listen to Combo's Court. Be on the lookout for episode 214. Combo out.